Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to another episode of the Infinitely Aligned Podcast. My name is Emily Whiteside, and if you are new here, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for giving this podcast a shot and for listening. And if you are somebody who has listened before, welcome back. Thank you so much for continuing in my tribe and in my energy. I do not take that lightly and I'm so grateful. So before we get into this beautiful podcast episode today, I want to remind you to make sure that you join my free community, the Infinitely Aligned Community. This link is posted in the show notes below. However, you need to get in here if you're not already. I do free card pulls, free intuitive readings all the time. It's an amazing place for intuitive women, for light workers, for anybody who has that little spiritual side, that little woo-woo side that wants to connect with like-minded women. It's super high vibe, so make sure to join and you know get yourself a free reading with me. I also have full readings that you can get done. So these are $111 and this is a great way if you have a business specifically, this is a great way for me to tap into spirit guide energy, to tap into your energy and see where the blocks are and what you need to do to go forward in your business. So you can actually um, book one of those sessions below. My calendar is below for you to book that. And yeah, it's amazing. So message me once you book so I can send you some love. So in today's episode, I interviewed or chatted with, I don't like to say interviewed, it's more of a chat, but I talked to Sarah Smith, who is a transformational life coach. And this episode was seriously so juicy, so good. She shares about her story of going from absolutely nothing to abundance and having a business. And we both share what it really means to connect to your truth and what it really means to show up in your passion. It's not really about the money, you guys. It's not about, you know, chasing goals and chasing goals. It's really about staying present. And this episode is such an amazing, amazing gateway into that if you are somebody who is currently struggling in life. If you're going through a transformational period, you'll definitely want to stick around for this episode. It is so worth it. So I will see you inside. Welcome to the Infinitely Aligned Podcast with Emily Whiteside, a space dedicated to helping you elevate your next level income, impact, and confidence. This is for the babe who loves wine just as much as she loves green juice, who is ready to dive into all things manifestation, spirituality, and is unapologetic about what she desires and is ready to go get it. It's time for you to step into your power, manifest your life, and become infinitely aligned. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Infinitely Aligned Podcast. So I am here with Sarah right now. And Sarah, can you tell us one thing you've manifested recently and then one human moment you've had recently? Heck yes. Thank you so much for having me. So a human moment I've had recently. So me and you, Emily, we both spoke at Cage Winnell's um, virtual summit just a couple weeks ago. And I had a very human day that day. (laughs) Um, I was getting like ready and set up um, to speak at this virtual summit. And my kids, I have four young girls, um, four young children. And so they like all came herding through the house like a stampede of cattle and one falls down like she's bleeding on her knee um like everything was going wrong I was like I'm supposed to be on this virtual summit like oh my gosh um and I like typed in there real fast like I'm getting everything set up bear with me I'm pretty sure I was like I'm having technology problems but I wasn't really having technology problems I was having human problems um so that was really hilarious and then something that I've manifested recently is actually our big move from Kentucky to Florida. So we actually like pulled our kids out of school in favor of homeschooling. We signed ourselves out of our lease. We like got rid of 80% of our stuff and put the rest in storage. And we packed duffel bags and just went. And actually that happened like at the very beginning of the coronavirus. And we were like forced to come back here with my parents until like everything opens back up. Um, But I mean, just in like a couple weeks, we'll be like 
officially buying a house down there and moving our family. And we've been dreaming about this and visualizing this for seven years now. So, Oh my gosh, congratulations. That's amazing. I am from New York, so it's literally mid-May and it's snowing. (laughs) I'm like, why? So if I could go to, I've lived down South. I lived in Kentucky actually for like a month, but I've lived down South and I love the weather there, but I'm such a family person. So I wanted to move back with my family. Um, But yeah, I I miss Florida weather. I've never lived in Florida, but Florida weather is like perfect during this time. It is. We love South Florida, like West Palm Beach, all the way down to Miami, like just on the East Coast. That's our favorite area. We love the people. We love the ocean there. We love the vibe. It's just where we're meant to be for sure. Yeah. And being able to spend your evening on a beach, like that is the life and doing like your morning routine. (laughs) I always like, I've always wanted to live in mountains or like live in the woods. Like that's where I feel called to, but Mm -hmm. I love vacationing and waking up in the morning and just being able to like walk the beach. It's so soul, like you just feel your soul there. Seriously, that is so true. It just fills you up. And I'm just so excited. So we were down there for like two weeks before we were like forced to come back here. So we were like just settling in. Everything was so fun. Every single day we were like on a new adventure. And then it was like, oh, we can't go in grocery stores anymore because we don't have a resident ID and stuff like that. So Oh, wow. They check your ID. See, they haven't checked IDs or anything in um, New York, but our, we just found out our ban is, it was supposed to lift May 15th, but my county is keeping it until May 30th at least. So we have been on quarantine since March 15th, I believe. That's about the time that we went into. It's It's so crazy also because The week we pulled our kids out of school, like public school, and we were like, okay, we're homeschooling. We're doing this. One week later, everyone was forced to homeschool. Wow. So it was really interesting that we were kind of like ahead of the curve. Yeah. I don't know. Really. That's amazing, actually. It's kind of a synchronicity. Yeah. In a way. So um, before the call, we were kind of talking about um, our, both of our journeys really resonate with this, but doing from a place of hate versus doing from a place of love. And I know that you shared with me that like that resonates with your story deeply and it resonates with mine deeply too. But can you kind of share with us um, your story and like what you got, how you got to be here coaching and being a speaker and all of the things. And also how that hate versus love has really pushed you in entrepreneurship. Yeah, definitely. So I began my entrepreneurship journey in 2015, actually when we lost everything and we became homeless with three young children. We hadn't had our fourth yet. We had three one was like a newborn baby. So we became homeless. We, my husband unexpectedly lost his job. We lost our home. We still had our car. So we sold his PlayStation and to GameStop and we got like four $50 gas gift cards. And we drove to Florida because it was the middle of winter here. So it was freezing. We had nowhere to stay, nowhere to go. So we're like, okay, well, we'll go to Florida. At least like there's outdoor showers there. We'll have our car still. Um, So we did that. And I remember we didn't have food stamps or anything. All we had was WIC. And if you don't know what that is, it's like a women, infant, and children like food voucher thing where you can get just like basic things like milk, dry Cheerios, apples, stuff like that. Um, and so we were down in Florida and that's all we could purchase. Like that's all we could buy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was Thanksgiving weekend in 2015. So we were, you know, watching all these people go in and buy all of this food. And like, all we could buy was milk and water and a bag of apples and a, like a box of Cheerios. Um, and I remember, I get chills talking about this every time. I'm I remember, chills. I'm like, I oh remember, my God. Yeah. I remember parking and walking out to what now is one of our favorite beach areas to go to. It's really private and like, it's just mostly people that live there go to that area. 
um, I remember going there for the first time and we parked and you like walk through this mangrove of trees and then you walk over this little bridge and then there's the ocean. And we all sat there together on Thanksgiving day. We had our newborn baby. We had our two little ones. And like, I remember just having this serene moment of like, oh my gosh, this is paradise. Everything's going to be okay. Like it was almost this divine connection to my highest self. Like I remember just feeling so light and like white light just surrounding us. And like my heart just filled with gratitude. And it was like, wow, like everything is going to be okay. And so we ended up like my husband's family offered to help us. So we came back to Kentucky and we lived, you know, in an old camper that didn't have like heated water. We lived in like a shed at one point. Like we really have like gone through serious poverty and something that, you know, that's when I started my entrepreneurship journey. And it was just like this bottom moment of like, well, why not start now? Like nothing can go wrong. We have no bills to pay. Nothing else can go wrong, right? Like we're already at the bottom. So why not start now? Um, So I started doing personal training and macro coaching for people. And the way I kind of got us out of the pit is offering like a bunch of sessions together. And I remember my first client, she bought like six sessions and it, she ended up paying like $640 in one transaction. And I was just, I just remember meeting her at the public library that day and just feeling on top of the world, like, holy crap. That was my like eye opening moment in entrepreneurship. Like if I can do this, I can do anything in entrepreneurship And, you know, a lot of people ask about this, you know, this journey and this trudging that I've gone through, like our story, like how, how did I not just like be so mad and depressed and suffer? Like, how did I get out and into abundance? And it seriously was this thing of creating change from love instead of creating change from hate and learning to love where I'm at. And, you know, I think as entrepreneurs, we're so future focused all the time, right? Like we're always like, what would my highest self do? Well, what would lead me to my vision? How can I achieve this goal? And like we visualize all the time and we're always in like that future mode. But what really created change for me was stepping out of that future mode and dealing with what was in the present with love. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Oh my God. First of all, that story, I literally had goosebumps all over my body. That story is seriously amazing. I like, I'm like just blown away. Like, I don't even know what to say. I had no idea. Um, Like I've just, we've talked um, a couple of times and that has never come up. So I'm like, oh my God, that is just so cool to learn about. Um, I love hearing people's stories. They're so powerful. And I think the biggest thing that's so powerful is like you, you were in like that rock bottom. And I believe everybody's rock bottom is different, right? Like, yeah. you know, my, what I, what I um, tell myself is, was like my rock bottom. You don't have to hit a rock bottom, right? But like, um, it doesn't have to get so bad if you can catch it, but it's right. like a blessing, right? Because you're like, yeah. I never want to experience this again. And um, when you said you started like with the macro coaching and personal training, I did that too. That was like my yeah. first business. Um, it's like evolved into what I do now, but Mm -hmm. um, I remember receiving, like I was living, I had lost my job. So I was in a hospital, working in a hospital job that I did not want. I was an exercise specialist and I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I almost basically like, uh, somebody was having a silent heart attack and I didn't really know how to read the EKG and I was still in training, but I already had the job. So I was getting paid, but the, my trainer, the, the person that was supposed to be there with me wasn't in the room. He was like, you can do it yourself. And this guy throughout the whole exercise test was having like an, a heart attack, but I didn't know because he wasn't showing any physical signs. So when the doctor read the script, he started screaming at me because he was like, like, how did you not see this? like, this is very dangerous. And I was like, Oh my God. So, you know, I lost my job. I I quit before I actually lost it. But, Mm -hmm. um, that was when I was just like, I need to start now. Like I'm not going back and getting another job. Like I can't do this whole job thing. I've tried it. So 
you know, I started with macro coaching and personal training as well. And um, I remember signing on my first like $300 client a month. She was 300 a month. And mm-hmm. like before that I had like a business, but it was on the side and I was charging like less than a hundred. And oh my God, I remember being like, I got to do that. Like it's just, yeah. this, holy crap. And it, it really like helps you like almost believe in yourself and believe in a different future. So that's what happens a lot of the time is like we get so stuck and so trapped in our current reality where we have to start focusing again on the present. I think that's important too, because in entrepreneurship, we're looking at everybody else who's making a killing, right? And we compare our journey and we compare where we're at. So looking inward in the first, even now, but looking inward in the first couple years of my business was so important because instead of like focusing on, I want to be a millionaire. I want to earn six figures. I want to have a BMW, all of these material things. I'm like, okay, none of that's working. Like chasing my goals is not working at all. I'm still miserable. I'm not making any money. And so what it really took for me, like you said, was looking within and fixing what was going on in my my normal life. And that was my connection to my body. That was my relationships. That was my relationship with money and just enjoying my life and enjoying my job. So um, I love that. I love that you said that like, um, you know, changing from a place of hate to a place of love. So can you kind of like talk on that a second, like with somebody now who's maybe stuck in their current reality, like feels super trapped because you do, you feel so, so trapped. Can you talk to them on like what helped you shift all of that and then start yeah. from, kind of build from ground up? Yeah. Um, so first of all, some of the thoughts are going through my head that may be going through yours too. If you're like anywhere near anything, like, like Emily said, being stuck, like where you're at. Um, I was thinking things like, oh, well, if we buy a house or sign a lease here, I'm going to be stuck here. Or no, I'm not going to start any events or do anything really cool here because I don't want to be stuck here. Or like, these were all things that were going through my head, you know, of, I don't, I did not, like I hated where I lived. Everyone had like me and my husband, we've just had issues with like every, like people that live in our town. And we've had those issues since like him growing up, he always was kind of the black sheep. And, you know, I, we got pregnant before we got married. So then I kind of became the black sheep and we've always dealt with that around here. And so I always had these thoughts of, I can't do anything life transforming. I can't do anything cool. I can't do anything that my intuitions lead me to that will keep us stuck here. Mm -hmm. And so like that led to like a flighty life for so long. And I think that's something that kind of led to poverty for so long. And so when it came to shifting, I think the biggest thing that led me into that shift was learning gratitude. And I had no idea about gratitude before. And let me just say, I didn't do gratitude journaling. A lot of people talk about gratitude journaling and I do that now, but that's not something I did when I first learned about it. It was more of gratitude in learning how to be mindful. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and I did this unintentionally, you know, like when we were homeless and in all this poverty, living place to place and not having stable food or a stable home. Um, I would go outside and just like feel the ground beneath my feet. And I would feel what the wind felt like on my skin. And, you know, whenever I was drinking water, I would just fill my soul with, wow, I am drinking clean water right now. And like, wow, I have cute, clean clothes on still somehow, you know, like through all of this, or, you know, if we had a really good meal or if someone helped us with money in some way, or if we had any type of good experience, I would just like, let that just wash over my whole aura, my my whole experience. And so that's kind of like how I got into mindfulness and being grateful for what I had. And I had to learn how to stop focusing on what I didn't have. So at the time, and you know, for anyone that is listening to this, going through like something really hard, it's vision boards and like looking out into your future is almost a negative thing at that point because you're so 
so full of, I don't have that. I don't have that. I don't have that. When am I going to have that? You know? So I definitely like, if you're anywhere near rock bottom, or if you just can't see the light, I would not go on Pinterest. I would not make a vision board. Um, because you can just be so overwhelmed with like, I don't have any of that stuff. It feels so far away. So I had to just get out of that and come into the present moment. Like I said, I ran into mindfulness. I ran into gratitude and just being grateful for what I had. And then I had this, this experience because um, I run a women's empowerment conference in Kentucky with my best friend. And it's called We Conference. And this next year, we're going on our third year having this conference. And we double it in size every time we have it. It's this, it's this amazing, beautiful thing. And when I was going to networking events with my best friend, we kept thinking, like, oh, we want to do something like this. But I kept having those ego thoughts of, I can't do anything like this. I don't want to be stuck in Kentucky. Like, I can't. I just can't do it. Um But then I, you know, I had to process that. Like, why am I feeling that? It would be so awesome to do events with this amazing person that I love. And so I finally said yes. And we had our first women's empowerment conference. And that really is what opened the doors to this realization of like, oh, I've got to learn how to love where I'm at in order to get to where I want to go. Like, I'm never going to reach where I want to go and what I want to do if I don't learn learn to love right now versus like hating it so hardcore. So that's kind of, that's kind of how that happened. Yeah, that is so, so powerful and such good insight too, because, you know, I got into a state where like my business was making money, um, but it was very inconsistent. So some months I was making, you know, more money than I needed to pay my bills. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have all of the things. And then other months it would dip. And I was like, how am I going to pay my bills? It was always super up and down. So um, what changed that for me was just learning to love where I was at because I was investing in at that time, like coaches that were like millionaires and they had all the things and they lived in Hawaii. And I was like, I want that. I want that so bad. So I felt like there was something wrong almost even though I didn't consciously say there was something wrong with me. I felt like I didn't know enough and I didn't trust myself. So I had to like put, you know, my money in all the things and I never got where I wanted to be. And it was really because I wasn't grateful. Like it's just flipping your perspective and being like, you know, I'm so grateful that I have a roof over my head. I'm so grateful for the water that I'm drinking. And every single one of us can find abundance. Like one of my coaches that I worked with actually, because I was so stuck in scarcity, she's like, do you have a soap dispenser? And I was like, yes. And she's like, how full is it right now? And I was like, it's, I just bought it. So it's filled. And she's like, there you go. That's abundance. Like put on your, your kitchen sink and run it. That's abundance. Like you have abundance. And it really like, for me, I had to every single morning that I woke up, I wrote down instead of like writing down what I wanted to manifest. Cause it was detaching me. I would yeah. write down what is abundant in my life. And some days I was like, it was as small as like, I have oxygen to breathe other times. And then it grew, right. It grew to like money. It grew to relationship. It grew to all of these things, but you can't grow something if you're not feeling it. I mean, what you put out into the universe, your frequency that you put out, that's what the the universe is going to give back to you. That's what grows. So Mm -hmm. we have to find abundance in our everyday life. Even if we feel like we're at rock bottom or we feel stuck and it's never going to change. Something my dad always told me growing up is like, this is temporary because I would always complain, you know, like when I was um, out of college or even in college, I was always complaining that I was so broke and I couldn't afford my bills. And my dad's like, this is temporary. It's temporary. You're not going to be this way forever. So something like a little mantra for yourself is like, this is temporary. It's not going to last forever. And that's what really helped me through, you know, what I was going through, you know, when I started my business. But um, what would you say to like somebody to, you know, amplify? So after they're like in this rock bottom state and you were like, okay, like you have to love where you're at, create from love. Um, I think that a lot of people create from hate, 
even when they're seeing success, like even when they start to see money and you can sense it, like you can sense like when you're on a sales call with somebody or like when they're writing something and you're just like, Ooh, it's like icky. Like it doesn't feel genuine. Um, like, can you kind of like explain that or talk on that a little bit, like how you would, you know, that relationship? Yeah. Well, first of all, when you were talking, I wanted to also say that like what you spend mental energy on is what grows. Like you were saying, what you put out into the universe is what you bring back in. So when you're focusing on like, I don't have that, I don't have that, I don't have that, you're drawing more in of I don't have that and scarcity. Um, So I wanted to say that, but yeah, I think so many people, most people, most people in this world are creating change from hate instead of change from love. Like, honestly, I'd say 75 to 90% of people are creating change from hate and don't even realize it. So when you're in front of the mirror and you're grabbing your stomach, wanting to cut it off with scissors, and you're like, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get healthy now. All I have to do is eat the meals and exercise. That's creating change from hate. And sure, you're going to make a body change, right? I mean, if you start eating healthy and exercising, you're going to create change, but you're going to hit a glass ceiling because you're doing so from hate, right? And when, like you said, it's an energy thing. When you put out the energy of hate, you're going to draw negative things and people and experiences in. So also, you know, a lot of people do this around money and, you know, whenever I first like started getting into the world of like manifesting money and focusing on money, I became so obsessed with it that like every day I was doing money affirmations every day I was listening to manifestations stuff and, you know, visualizations and meditations around money. Like I became so obsessed with like oh, I can manifest money. Like I'm going to put all my energy and effort into that. But I was doing that out of a place of lack because I didn't have money. Yeah. So it was still like doing these things out of hate and scarcity and lack. And so of course, none of it worked. And so if you've ever tried to manifest or get into any of that, especially around money, if you're doing it because you need it so bad and you're trying to like fill up your wallet and your purse because you don't have any money, well, none of that stuff's going to work because that's not the point. So like, you know, this lack and this creating change out of hate is everywhere we go. You know, if you want to program in your business and you're like, I need 20 people to join. I need to fill my sales goal for this month or whatever. Like it's going to blow my freaking quarter. It's going to blow my year. I'm not going to hit my goals. Well, that's creating change out of hate. Yeah. You may hit those people or you may, you know, totally divert the whole situation and not meet your goal because you're putting out that energy of hate and lack. Mm -hmm. So it's just such, you know, it's everywhere we look and you really have to get conscious. You really have to be awake and mindful and conscious and in this moment I think that's the most important thing in this whole episode if you could take one thing away is like learn how to get present and you know we do this by meditating we do this by spending time alone with ourselves like just you and your thoughts like no podcast no book no person with you just learning how to just be with yourself and that's how you know you learn your intuition that's how you learn so many beautiful things is just by getting present absolutely that was you know it's funny that you bring all of those things up because those are the things i talk about in my podcast all the time like if you are and i have multiple episodes on the body of like you know if you're trying to get in shape but you're doing it for my, uh, I hate myself. Not only are you not going to sustainably get in shape, I've been there, right? You're going to be very up and down, but it translates into other areas. So how you do one thing is how you do most things. So if you're, if you have that experience in your body, you're going to be having that experience um, with your relationships, in your business, all of the things. And, you know, I think a lot of the times too, is like when we're trying to hit a goal or we're trying to do all of the things, I think that we start to 
detach from our intuition. We start to detach from ourselves and we start to um, focus on like these goals, like desperate energy. If you're, if you're manifesting from a place of desperation, it's not going to work. It's the universe always, always works through our energy. And it's so important to, to work on. It's like, it's not the things that we say. It's not the things that we do. It's like how we do them and how we yeah. say them. So, I mean, if you're exercising and you're at the gym and you're like, I'm going to the gym every single day, that's great. But why? Like, who are you being at the gym? If you're half-assing it, if you're doing it because you hate your body, you're going to go home and stress eat, like inevitably, right? You're going to go do something that destroys that. And same thing within your business. Like if you're just putting out a course because you think it's going to get you money and you think that, you know, you're going to hit a goal just because you want to hit a goal for no reason at all. It's like, there's no passion behind it. And I've been in that place where I've launched programs and nobody's joined. And why did nobody join? Because I was creating a program that I saw somebody else be successful in and it was, I didn't ever actually have a passionate attachment to it. I was doing it from the wrong reason. So nobody joined. And it's just like, yeah. also you attract in people when you're in that desperation energy and things and circumstances. So, um, in business that looks like attracting a lot of unaligned clients who are like headaches and who want refunds and who want like, thank God I've never had like an actual refund, but um, you know, I've had people who um, have wanted to back out of contracts and they weren't fully in it. And it's like, that comes back to you, right? You have to like play that, like that part of like, okay, if I'm attracting a lot of the same things in, in my relationships with people, I have to like, there's something I'm doing wrong. There's a boundary I have to set or something I'm putting out there that isn't resonating and doesn't work. It's it's seriously what you said about it always comes back to you. It seriously does. And I've experienced it on both sides. So whenever I first learned about life coaching and, you know, all that jazz, I enrolled in something and I didn't finish paying for it. And, you know, the coach tried to get, this is awful, but I mean, that was my first experience and I I didn't, I didn't finish paying for it. I still had several like payments left and she kept writing me and writing me and it was all this just negative, gross energy. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we ended up talking it out and we agreed that, you know, I didn't have to pay it back. You know, I didn't get the results, blah, blah, blah. You know, it ended up dissolving and working itself out. However, Then my very first life coaching client that I ever had, she paid $2,700 down. My very first like coaching client. And I was just like, holy crap, my ego had a heyday. I was like, oh, I'm on top of the world. I'm the best coach ever. This is amazing. And then like we got several months into it and she didn't end up paying like her last three months. And that ended up equaling the amount that I didn't pay to my very first coach. That is so freaking oh. funny that you say that because I literally had that same exact Did experience really? where um, a coach actually, and I've never shared this before, but a coach actually dropped me because I was like, I, I literally have my credit cards maxed out. I don't know how I was, tr- I was paying her weekly and it got to a point where I was like, I can't even like pay my rent or food and I'm paying yeah. you instead. So she's like, basically dropped me in a very negative way. Like it was not nice. Um, and I, I felt really like butthurt about it after, but then I ended up like that client that I attracted ended up falling out. And it was the same amount that I owed her that, that, and it was just like mind blowing, (laughs) right? It's so funny how that works. And you know, it's like who, who you're being is who you're attracting. And it's so truthful. So truthful. So much about energy that like, you just have no idea. So I hope like whoever is listening to your podcast, if they are new to energy or mindfulness or being that they really like take this to heart and start like that starts leading them into learning more about just energy work and who you're being. Mm -hmm. And because it is so, so true what you be like the energy you are vibrating out is the energy you'll 
vibrate back in like tenfold. Yeah. So yeah, it's so, so neat how all of that works. Yeah. And it can be super empowering, right? Super powerful. And like, there's lessons that you learned. Like something I learned with me is like, okay, let's have a plan. Like when, when I um, invest in coaches now, it's like, I, I pay out of pocket because I don't have to use, like I, I'm in that space where I'm blessed. But like, um, you know, when I was paying things on credit cards, it's like, let's not just rely on credit cards, right? Like, let's like, I was putting all that power and she had asked me, she was like, well, how did you, how were you thinking of paying for the rest of this? And I was like, well, I thought that by working with you, I was going to get a client. And it's like, okay, right then and there, I was putting all of my trust in somebody else, as opposed to if I would have just stepped up, put both feet in the door, I would have probably figured it out. Right. And it's just like, um, at that time I was like, so like angry. I was like, I can't believe she dropped me. I was paying her weekly. Um, I could still afford to pay her. Like I was paying out of pocket weekly, but like, um, it ended up being like kind of a falling out. And I had like this resentment toward her for a while. And then I was like, you know what? I would have done the same thing now that I'm in the position that I'm in. I would have done the same thing. I probably would have worded it a lot nicer, Mm -hmm. but I would have been like, you know what? Maybe this is a time where we need to freeze our coaching for a little while. So you can, you know, because it's boundaries, right? Boundaries are so important. Um, And again, who you're being and who you're allowing in. So if you're somebody who like, hasn't really dealt with like that, like you've been consistent with paying coaches, but you are somebody who um, experiences a lot of like people who drop off, your boundaries are loose. You have loose boundaries. So it's like kind of zip tie those tight and that works itself out. Yeah. And another example of that would be like, if like when you get invoices, you kind of wait around to pay them or like, you're like, Oh, well maybe I want to spend my money on this. You're probably going to attract clients that either aren't paying on time or they claim they can't afford it or whatever else. Yeah, absolutely. And I always would, um, you know, tell people like when I was like purely just like business coaching mainly, I've always had like a spiritual twist, but now I'm doing like way more spirituality. But, um, when I was only working with business clients, um, something I always said is like who you're being, like if you're, if you are ghosting people, that's who you're going to attract in. Like if you say you can't afford coaching and you say, you know, I'm not going to afford a coach. Why would anyone want to invest in you? It's like, yeah, you have to, if you want people to give you money, you have to be that leading example. And that's why, you know, I always invest in myself. I'm always working with um, a coach or, you know, I give myself a little break in between coaches, but I always am up leveling and always working with new coaches and new programs and um, paying, you know, higher and higher prices because that's the level that you have to kind of go on to learn more. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of coaches and just energy and all that, I think also like with mine and your stories, I think it's just a lesson to learn about like working with a coach, either being the coach or being the client is such like a vulnerable relationship. So, you know, something that plays into choosing who you're going to work with is so much about energy. And I never realized that before. Not money or followers. Exactly, 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 exactly. Or or the title of a program that's really sexy and you're like, oh, I have got to take that program, right? Like it's so much more important to fill into like the energy that they're having with people and with you and the kind of container, the kind of other women that are in there and just feeling around in the energy. I mean, honestly... If I would have known that, if I would have done that, I've had two different falling outs with coaches. Neither one of those would have happened if I would have chosen felt in, yeah, felt into their energy and chosen out of alignment because I wasn't aligned with either one. So if I would have taken that time and if I would have known about energy work, so you're so blessed if you're hearing this because it's going to save you so much in the future because every transaction is energy, especially with a coach where like the transaction is money. The transaction is spiritual. It's emotional. It's monetary. It's business. There's so many like arms and legs to that transaction between a coach and a client. So if you can ahead of time assess the energy and make sure it's an aligned decision, make sure it's a good fit, like you're going to have a dream experience on either side of it as long as it's aligned. 
Absolutely. I'm so happy that you said that because it is so freaking true. If you are going, and that's my experience too, with, with the coach that I had of falling out with, or like ended up, you know, she dropped me after like three quarters through. It's like, I'm glad that, you know, when I looked back, I was like, the only reason I never watched a live video from her before I read like two pieces of content. And the majority of the content that I would see that would pop up was like, my client just made 10 K or I just hit, um, you know, six figures in my business or multiple six figures. And I'm like, Oh, well, I want to do that. that Yeah. So it was (laughs) just like me, no soul alignment at all other than I wanted the material thing. She drove a fancy car or like, you know what? Mm-hmm. And like said all these things. So I'm like, Ooh, those all look good. Right. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, we're wasn't. so, we see someone else doing something. We're like, Oh, well, if I work with them, I'll have this exact yes. same journey and I'll have those exact same things. But like girlfriend, whoever's listening to this, your journey is going to look different than your coaches, than your friends, than everybody around you. Your journey is going to be different. So don't rely on your coach for having like that exact same transformation. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I think that, you know, we, we do that without, it doesn't, when you're saying it now, it's like, well, duh. But like most of us do that. We chase like somebody cause we're like, I want that too. So now it's like when I invest in a coach, I, I feel it. I feel it like in my like intuition into my womb area. It's like a full, it literally is a full body. Hell yes. It's not like a yes. material hell yes. Where I'm like, yes, I want those things. It's like, she's going to help me get to the next level. And my clients, like the reason that I work with, like I said, like I work with the best clients is because I do, because they're so aligned with me. Right. And they like, my coaching calls are so, so energizing where, you know, a while ago when I was doing one-on-one calls, they were draining. I always needed to take a nap after Um, my clients were like constantly boxering me and I was, I had no boundaries. And, and it's because like, they were not aligned. Um, because I was using like quote unquote sales techniques, the same way that the coaches that I was unaligned with were teaching me to use. Right. So it's just like, the, the tactics I was using weren't aligned, but I was taught them that way. So that's kind of how things go, right? It's just like, yeah. it, it comes down to like the decision that you make. And it, it's a different decision because I think a lot of people are like, well, it's scary. Like there's a difference between fear of like, I like, if I invest all this money, what's going to happen? And then like actually being aligned. Do you know what I mean? Like not, like it's still going to feel scary, but like, it might still be your, your intuition is still present with it. Like it's still like a helpful body. Hell yes. Even though it's scary. Yeah. I think, yeah. And that all wraps back around to the energy thing. Like you will feel it in your body that it's a yes, but your brain still may be telling you no. Yes. yeah. Yeah. That's a perfect way to describe it where it's like your head's like, Oh, if I run all those numbers and I do all these things, it's not going to work and I'm going to go poor. And like, I'm not going to be able to afford it next month. And it's just like, but if you feel it here and you're just like, yes, I am. Like, I'm not going to listen to that. You can kind of like decipher between it. And you know, that's what my clients do. And they've always figured it out. The ones that I've worked with recently in the past like couple years where, um, you know, they're, they're brilliant they're amazing. And I'm super, super lucky to do what I do. Yeah. And you know, I know this is kind of off subject, but just something like a vulnerable share. Um, I think when a lot of coaches start out, it's like, because, because, you know, like we learn in this coaching world, like what problem do you fix? So then it becomes this thing of like, oh, I'm the problem fixer. I'm the problem solver. I'm the healer. I'm the teacher. I'm the source of all this goodness. And like, we're sharing testimonials and we're claiming results that are ours, that are our clients. And it's just like in this headspace of so much ego of like, look what I can do. Can you do the same thing? Um, And that all circles back around to energy. And like, if you are putting that off, like, you have to know that there's going to be a glass ceiling you're going to hit. Like people are going to start seeing that and sensing that and feeling that. And energy is such a powerful thing in our lives and businesses. Oh my God. I'm glad that you said that because it's, I have gotten in that um, of proving, of needing to prove people, needing to convince people to work with me. And, you know, in the beginning of my business and it's just like, now I'm in this place of like, you know, I just love what I do. I love what I do. And it's not for everybody and that's okay. It might not be for everybody, but, um, you know, it's, 
it's empowering to know that it, like, it doesn't matter. I don't care. And the reason that like, when I got out of ego and stepped into intuition, it's like, I'm, I was actually saying this on the last podcast, the solo podcast I recorded, but I was saying that like, um, I just launched one of my programs sacred and it was one of the best launches that I've had, but you know, it, I didn't care. Like I was yes. so into this program of like, I'm excited to create this. I'm like, and actually like excited. And like all the programs I've released this year have been the same way where I'm just like super excited. And I'm like, I don't care if nobody joins, like I'm having fun launching this. I'm having fun doing this. And you know, it's money's a byproduct and clients, the soul aligned clients are a byproduct of like truly loving what you do and not needing um, your ego to be like boost validation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness that you said that. Um, just like two nights ago, I had the the very last module of the group coaching program, Redefining Selfish, that I'm working with amazing ladies around, you know, self-love and rediscovering themselves, self-acceptance. And like, they have just been so vulnerable and holding space for each other. It's just been this beautiful container. And one of the ladies, I led like a guided visualization, meditation and a tapping session. And she was like, that was the best one yet out of this whole program, out of all the guests you've brought in here. That was the best one yet. And I had this like full body experience of just being proud and like this feminine energy and just so much good. And my first thought was, I need to get on social media and share this. Like, I need to humble brag about this. Like, my meditation was the best one yet. And then, like, I felt into my body and I was like, I don't even need to brag. Like, I feel so good right now. So, like, humbled and in service and just so good. Like, I don't even need to brag. Yeah, I I know what you're experiencing because we see a lot of that, like, bragging and like celebrating, which is beautiful, but like there's, there's a the point to it, right? Like when I, I celebrate money, I celebrate like good things, but not all of the time because that's not yeah. my, I don't feel the need to, like, I like to yeah. sit in it and like, you know, not everything is like, has to be shared. Like I celebrate, but it's like, um, a kind of like, why am I celebrating this? Am I celebrating it yeah. because I want people to like join my next program, which isn't a bad thing, but if you're overdoing that, then it is right. It's like an energy thing again. So, um, I think, yeah, just like being able to sit in it without having to prove anything to everybody or convince people or like, you know, say like, Oh my God, I've, I've hit this amount or I got the best, you know, thing yet. And testimonial, it's like, you don't have to share everything. And when you yeah that space it's like very intuitive and it's super like aligned super like grounding and present and we were talking about that earlier in the podcast of just getting present and mindful is transformational for your life your relationships your business money everything you know through this quarantine of all of us being locked inside I've had a chance to like reconnect with my family my four kids and my husband in ways that I never have before and we've like gone on some nature adventures and done some really cool stuff and I left my phone in the car Mm-hmm. And, you know, my ego was telling me, no, take it. You need to do Instagram stories. But like when I felt into it, it was just like, I need this time to just be present. Like it's okay to not share. Yes. Yes. Because you can fully be present. And like, I'm totally one of those people. Like I don't like taking pictures. I don't like taking pictures of me and not because I don't like, like anything about me. It's like, it's literally because like when, and I've always been this way, like when I'm on vacation or something, if I'm experiencing something like beautiful, I'm like, I want to experience it. I don't want to have to like, like, hold on, like, you know, try to be doing all these things. And obviously I do more of that, like sharing now because of, you know, social media and having a business. But, um, I think it's super grounding to leave your phone home. I try to, when I go for a walk or, um, you know, when I'm, you know, going out for a drive or doing something with my boyfriend, I'm like, okay, I'm going to leave my phone at home and just be able to be in the experience. And, through this quarantine, I've really worked on my root chakra too. Um, actually through all of 2020, I've been like really focusing on my root chakra and the root chakra is grounding it's centering. And that's the foundation to everything. Like when you're grounded and you're centered, then you're confident, then you feel abundant, then the money comes in, then the soulmate relationship comes in, but it's all like, you have to ground first. That's like the number one thing. Yeah. I think 
the whole theme of this whole podcast episode is definitely like grounding, getting present and choosing the present moment and choosing love is so transformational for anything you could ever be trying to achieve or attain. Yeah, I think so too. And it's, it is life changing and transforming. And um, I wish that for everybody listening is like, you know, a transforming your life and it's possible not being stuck. Just like Sarah shared, like her story of like, you know, that's a crazy story. And if you look at her story and see where she's at now, right? Like it's a complete 180 or 360, actually it's a yeah. 360. And, um, like if she can do it, you can too. Right. And Absolutely. And you know, I was so stuck for so long of like, yeah, I believe I can be a millionaire. I believe I can have a home on the ocean, but it's probably going to take 10 or 20 years. Like I was so in that headspace. And now like in retrospect, it's like, we're about to buy our dream home. And it only took five years. Like we were homeless five years ago. Like that is nothing. Like you can collapse time. I yes. just want you to know that you can collapse time. Yes, you can. And that's, oh my God, that's one of my favorite topics to talk about. I feel like I could talk to you all day. We could go for another hour just talking about collapsing time. Sure. Um, but for um, the, the, um, your schedule and my schedule, um, we'll slowly bring this conversation to an end. But I feel like I could talk to you literally all day. I loved your story. I loved everything that you had thank to share. You. So thank you so much for being on and sharing everything. Yeah, you're so welcome. Thanks for having me. And if they want to hear about collapsing time, we can talk about that on my podcast and you can head over and check that out. Yeah. So I was just going to ask you, um, where are like, share all the things we, people want to connect to you. So if you're listening and you're from my podcast, make sure that you connect with Sarah, share your Instagram, Facebook group, whatever podcast, all of it. Yeah. So on Facebook and Instagram, I'm at your coach, Sarah, and that's Sarah with no H. And then I have a podcast called Brains Business and Beyond. There is 115 episodes that are so binge worthy, um, but I'm actually creating a new podcast space. Um, but you'll definitely see that in my show notes on social media. So just go follow me and I'll be leaving breadcrumbs and updates about that too. But I would love to connect with you guys. Yay, that is so exciting. And I will leave all of um, the things that she says in the show notes so you can easily click the link to her her Facebook and Instagram and podcast. So it makes it really, really easy. Um, thank you so much again for being here today. And we will cut, or I will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye, Thank guys. you. Bye.